Tom Nash, contributing apologist for Catholic Answers, filling in for Al today on a Monday afternoon. And Lent is a time for, or should be a time for uh, not just giving things up, but a transformation, a metanoia. And here to talk about that, he wrote about it yesterday in The Catholic Thing, and he also has a new book out coming uh, out called As I Have Loved You, Rediscovering Our Salvation in Christ, is Father Timmy v- Timothy Vaverick. He has his doctorate uh, in theology. You know, he's a priest of the Diocese of Austin since 1985, currently pastor of Assumption Parish in the city of West Texas. Uh, his studies were in dogmatics with a focus on ecclesiology, that's the study of the church, apostolic ministry, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, and also ecumenism. And as I say, he has a new book coming out, As I Have Loved You, Rediscovering Our Salvation in Christ. When will that be coming out, Father? Welcome to the program. Well, as soon as I can get it, um, thank you um, for having me on. Uh, it'll be out as soon as they can get it uh, uh, to the printer and uh, get, get it out. I don't know how all that works. I've never published a book, so sometime in the future. Very good. Hopefully the, sometime spring or summer, if, if, if at all possible. But the whole thing of rediscovering our salvation in Christ and therefore the reason and the need for metanoia, you point out, well, it's not just about you know rejecting sin, but really an invitation, is it not, for a new life, How would, a new way of life that uh, Lent is a good reminder for. Yes, I mean, you know, Christ has called to come us, called to uh, call us to share His life uh, and to be united to Him, um, in, in, as members of His body and bride, the Church. So, um, conversion is not a one-time uh, situation, and penance and repentance aren't things we occasionally do. In all these words, conversion, penance, repentance, they're all translations of metanoia, but the words currently in English, they don't carry the full meaning of that term, by which um, there is a complete transformation of the person in every moment of our life, not just when we're doing a penance after confession or we're repenting from a particular sin. Father Timothy, I like to think with regard to coming out of Lent, and a week later we have Divine Mercy Sunday and, and our Lord showing us his mercy as we turn back to him and 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 uh celebrating his mercy and growing in holiness and yet at the same time I remember that come out I said like, wow wouldn't that great I would think this is going to really spread divine mercy sunday but the whole concept of mercy means that one is in need of mercy and therefore one is in got some issues in in one's life that might need to be repented of and therefore that there is a need for metanoia and that can be a resistance not only uh, depending on what's going on in the church, but in the world as well. Yes. Yeah, uh, c- uh, certainly. Um, again, Jesus isn't calling us to metanoia simply to forgive us our sins. That is not his primary purpose in coming. Um, yes, thanks be to God, he does forgive us our sins. But his purpose is to change us so that we can share his divine life at every moment of our life here on earth, and then perfectly uh, in heaven. Um, so yes, if we, if we don't acknowledge our sins, um, we're, we're not converting, but it's not enough to acknowledge our sins to live the Christian life. Too often what's happened to us is that we've reduced Christianity to we're being saved from hell, and we get to go to heaven someday when we die, uh, without the recognition of what the life of heaven and the life of earth is about, which isn't about avoiding sin but sharing in God's life, sharing in God's life in Jesus, uh, being united 
to Jesus as member of his bride, so therefore sharing in his life and his saving work right now here on earth. Um, and that, I mean, that's uh, unbelievable for many people. And for some Christians, it's um, considered blasphemous that we would be co-operators with God and not just his, his handiwork. But that is the real call uh, that is on us. That's so kind of, and that's kind of putting the focus on the positive, isn't it? It's not just about turning away from sin, but saying, hey, trust in God. Jesus, I trust in you, as, as we learn from St. Faustina, as a reminder that, that Christ has what's best for us. And when Jesus says in John 10, verse 10, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly, that it's not simply about, hey, avoiding hell, but guess what? I've got something special for you. And, and I guess the lives of the saints are the best uh, poster child that it's really worth following the Lord, huh? Well, yes, but... I don't really see in terms of putting a positive as opposed to the negative. If I talk to someone about their married life, they're mm. not going to conceive their married life as one long effort to avoid committing adultery. No. They're not going to see their marriage like, oh, I get to share life with my wife as the positive side. But that, that is what it's all about. Precisely. <laughs> right? So living the life of Christ is, there is nothing else to Christianity. Of course that entails avoiding sin, and if we sin, asking pardon. But it entails loving God and neighbor as Jesus loves, which is not just in a perfect human way, but in a perfect human way that is transformed to be a participation in God's own love. So, so by just even saying positive and negative sides, we're really still looking over our shoulder at the past rather than pressing on to the life that we now have and the hope that is ours in Jesus. Good point, Father. And I guess sometimes I think when people have an impediment with regard to either growing in holiness or turning to Christ is they think about what they've got to give up instead of seeing what they're going to gain. And so that's why I'm saying the, the focus that if they could just see, for example, the lives of the saints, of course, we have our Lord and his life and his death and resurrection, but the saints really show that uh, it is that, that, that Christ delivers, if you will, on his promise, that there is a joy and a peace that the world can't give, as, as, as our Lord says in John fourteen twenty seven. How would you say to somebody who's thinking about, well, gee, I don't know about becoming Catholic or growing in holiness— what would you say to them that, yeah, this is a life worth living, Jesus is worth is trusting, and, and there's a joy that you cannot achieve any other way, that uh, a joy, a peace, a happiness, a fulfillment that can't come apart from Christ? Well, in Isaiah, God promises, uh, as young man marries um, a maiden, I will marry you. Mm. You know, you're, and as a, as a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so I will rejoice in you. And he's not speaking to us as simply as individuals. He's speaking to his whole people. But, but the point is, God rejoices in us. He desires that we should be united to him, not, not for his sake. He doesn't need that. Uh, but, but for our sake, he desires it. So God is prepared to, to wed us to himself, knowing that we're unfaithful. He's still willing to do that, and to show us this, he um, becomes man and suffers and dies and rises again. So I, I don't know what more a person could be looking forward to <laughs> than being perfectly united to God uh, in Jesus and sharing his life, and, and then in God being perfectly united um, to one another. I mean, what, else, what else is there at the end of the day? Concretely, for people to, shall we say, encounter our Lord more, 
uh, it would seem that uh, you know people talk about sacramentalized but not evangelized. Of course, you can be evangelized or have the gospel preached, like we see with the the sower um, putting the seeds out and the different paths. And some, you know, depending on how where they fell, some people didn't last as opposed to the good ones where they took planet or took root. Um, it seems like people have to spend more time and, and to um, turn to God, whether it's family prayer on a regular basis, whether it's going to uh, having daily rosary, that they need to turn toward God so they can experience this. How would you concretely say uh, or encourage people with different tips to spend some more time, whether it's Eucharistic adoration, so that they can uh, get acquainted and have that uh, relationship with the Lord on a deeper level? Well, read the first part of Matthew chapter 6. Jesus tells us um, how to live life as his disciples. Indeed, this is a very good description of metanoia, um, and that is by prayer, by self-sacrifice, and works of mercy. But we, we have to see these things as God's working in us, because if it's just a bunch of chores that we have to come up with and do, we'll never get there. We need to recognize that God is dwelling in us through our baptism, and he is turning us toward himself through prayer, turning us away from our selfishness through our self-denial or self-sacrifice, and turning us toward others uh, in, in works of mercy. To become a saint, we just have to live our life, but we have to live our life with Jesus and in Jesus. And so certainly there has to be time when we're with him, we're re- reading about him in Scripture, we open our heart and mind to him um, to, to get to know him. But, but we don't have to do all kinds of extraordinary things. We just have to do everything with Jesus and in Jesus. That's ultimately what metanoia is. It's Jesus living in us and changing us and allowing us to be part of that process by all that we're doing throughout our day, dealing with the people, the circumstances, the duties of the day. Uh, This is how we become saints. And allowing God to, shall we say, plant those seeds within us so that we can have that joy and have that mindset that um, the world's problems aren't too big because the world is passing and not to say that we don't have time in the world and we can have some trials, but that God has overcome the world and therefore uh, we have, there. there is a peace, as I say, that the world cannot give and that enables us to not simply grow in holiness ourselves, but be a witness to other people. And that's why I think the lives of the saints can be such an example, whether it's, uh, sure. uh, you know, a Maximilian Kolbe who redeemed, you know, the modern day metaphor for, for hell, a Nazi concentration camp, or somebody like a Cardinal von Tuan in, in South Vietnam, who we had, my goodness, 13 years in prison and nine of them in yeah. solitary confinement that <laughs> when you when you have that kind of isolation, power of positive thinking isn't going to get it done. And, and that he not only survived but thrived as you know Damien and Molokai over in Hawaii. These are examples saying, "Wow, this is really true. This is this is a reality. God is worth trusting. The sacraments do provide encounters with Christ, and that's why I say that in some ways that the saints can be our best um, promotion or poster childs for for the." That- Absolutely. But even more than being witnesses, yes, we're not just witnesses, we're a particular kind of witness. We're, we're the means of God's grace to other people. Indeed. Because Jesus is in us. Our life of witness is, is a witness in Christ Jesus, the Word, and it has the power. Jesus has the power to transform people's lives. And so the saints just bore witness, they gave an image, but more than that, um, the, the, their, the life that they lived was itself a means by which God was touching the hearts and minds of the people around them and changing people's lives. So, we, again, we don't have to go off to Molokai. Sure. 
we just have to love our family, <laughs> deal with our coworkers or our classmates at school, um, do our job and, and put up with one another and the troubles of life, but doing it in and with the Lord uh, so that it has the power of Christ Jesus is in us. And as St. Paul said, it's no longer I that live, it is Christ who lives in me. Yes, he didn't mean that he was Jesus, but he did mean that Jesus was alive in him and working uh, in and through him. In other words, taking a clue from the saints and allowing God in, in our own circumstances to transform us and therefore other people, huh? Absolutely. Father, how can people stay in touch with your work? Uh, well, um, they can take a look at the CatholicThing.org, um, and when my book comes out um, from Emmaus, Publishing, uh, Emmaus Road Publishing uh, later this year, they could, they could buy a copy of it. Thank you very much, Father. God bless you.